Life. It's one of those words that encapsulates a lot of meanings, but mostly it is how we live and make meaning of it. We use these words often. We are constantly in pursuit of the best life we can live, but often we find ourselves a little out of our depth and struggle with how much control we have. Can we actually design our lives? On this episode, that's the onion I hope to peel with Lisa Wong. A certified life coach, host of various television shows on ESPN, Singapore's Starhub, Astro, and more, and also the founder of Opeak Life. We explore how we can become intentional about close to every aspect of our lives. A little exploration of the 12 laws of the universe and Lisa's own tried and tested methods on how we can start designing our life. Have a listen. We're back and this feels like a new start because um, if you heard in the intro, uh, this is episode number 21. So it feels like we've gone through two, okay, not two decades, but 20 episodes and we're coming into now episode number 21. Feels like a new start. And because it's a new start, we're going to go with a very existential topic, a big one, life. How do you design your life? <laughs> so this time around, I'm, I'm joined by Lisa Wong. You heard it in the intro. And Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Nigesh. Thank you. Yes. And we were just talking before we started recording about uh, how having good lighting within your space actually really helps. And actually, I want to ask you this quick off the bat. Um, there's some article studies that says that, you know, in any space that you're in, to actually have good energy you can't actually sit in a box. So in a box would be like this room I'm sitting in, which has no windows, nothing. You've got to have like a good light source. You've got to have a good flow of like air and all that coming through. Do you think, do you think that's a right, a right assumption per se or right, right thing to say? Oh, yes, yes. I, I love nature. Um, and again, if you think about the human existence, right? You're talking about ex- uh, existential. Um, we are... Um, essentially from primates. So homo sapiens. Yeah. Yeah. If you live with the law of the universe, Mm -hmm. right? Nature is around us. You know, we have this law of rhythm, law of correspondence, uh, law of uh, inspired action. So everything that around us is when it's alive Mm -hmm. and it's breathing, it infuses us with, uh, with energy. So it comes back to the law of divine oneness, where we're all interconnected, every living thing. Um, that's why I like to have life you know, from right. outside and plants, you know, if you have plants in your room, it just creates a very different ambience and a different level of energy. I, I need to get a pot somewhere in my room. Right <laughs> the energy. All I have is like light recording material, <laughs> this screen in front of me, but, but okay, well, hold on. You, you said some very curious things over there. Those are things that I, I honestly have not heard about. You mentioning, if I counted right, four laws that you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Pray tell, what, what are these laws about? Because this is really, really my first time hearing this. So um, I live with the law of the universe. So I try and align myself um, with every day studying one law and getting myself aligned and really understanding how it all happens. Um, right. You know, if you look at, look at yourself on a cellular level, on a species level, on how you're interconnecting um, with everything that's living and breathing. Mm-hmm. So plants, you know, the fauna, uh, the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, brought up, I brought around four laws, but can I bring two more that are really important that I feel will be connected to what we're going to be discussing today? Yeah, yeah, go so, right ahead. Yeah, the first one is the law of cause and effect. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Now everything um, has a, a repercussion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you put your energy and effort into the cause, you will yeah. reap the reward, the effect. Right. Now, a lot of us, um, when it comes to the law of cause and effect, we only want the effect. Right. So we want to look great, mm-hmm. but without putting effort into exercise. Say, right. you know, physically good, um, but we want the quick having that one pill. Mm. You know, if we could only have one workout and look great for a decade, I think we'll mm. all go for that. But oh, life doesn't happen like this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when it comes to the law of cause and effect, a lot of us aim for the effect, the quick fix. You know, if we want to have like wealth accumulation, we go for um, the quick rich scheme, mm. you know, mm. or uh, when it comes to healthy, having a health and um, a healthy body, mm-hmm. it's getting that quick pill. Right. Uh, without exercising. So right. coming back to living in alignment with the law of cause and effect is that when you put effort, you inject new energy into the law of cause and effect where you have the cause right. done, you will reap the effect. Right. So there's nothing as a short, short term or a quick, uh, a quick bullet. Right. The right. other part is the law of thermodynamics. Now, before you go on to the next one, because as yes. you were talking, uh, a thought came into my head, real life thing, like cause and effect, right? I think also the other part is, or the other word we use here is consequence, right? Consequence of action, whatever that happens. And you're, you're very right to say that a lot of us are, are reeled in on the, the quick feeling or the quick uh, emotion or the quick gain. Um, and it can be as simple as, oh, I just want to have a good time without thinking of what's going to happen when I do these things. Um, and this comes back to what I'm trying to actually teach my son, where, of course, he's a young boy, right? And if I try to reason with him and try to give him all these, like, like a breakdown of why this is this and this is this and this is this, I don't think he's going to understand just yet. But I'm using this whole consequence thing to great effect, telling him that, look, if you just cry for no reason, no one's going to like you. If you cry for no reason, no one's going to, uh, people are going to be upset with you. But if you tell us or you point to what you're crying about, we would understand. So that consequence thing kind of works a lot. And that, that cause and effect thing as well, uh, what I'm hoping that it will build in him is what you mentioned that we tend to fail to do because we're just rushing through, which is we don't think of if I am going to take this action right now, what's going to be the possible effect later on? Because the effect is not singular. The effect could be many. That's a good insight. Um, Yeah. So I'll bring in the second law, which is the law of thermodynamics. Okay. Thermodynamics. We're getting all engineering right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are are nature. These are the laws that we live by and it's a reality. Right. Um, This was discovered by the very um, famous, very intellectual uh, Sir Isaac Newton. So he talks about the principle of increased entropy. Mm-hmm. So where increased entropy means entropy means degradation, right. disorder. Right. So anything when left in isolation would either remain consistent or just degrade into disorder. Mm-hmm. So bringing back to the law of cause and effect, how they two interrelate is that mm-hmm. when you don't inject new vitality and new energy into your daily structures, mm-hmm. how are you going to re- how are you going to achieve your goals? Right. So when we talk about, you know, uh, this whole concept of designing your life, Mm 
mm-hmm. living your life vision. If you have a life vision and you have clarity about it, mm-hmm. how do you bring that vision into reality? How do you live it day by day? And that's where the law of increased entropy comes in. Right. Where every one of us, we, we don't have this quick fix. Um, it, it is not something that's going to last. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. But the real gain is that when we put vitality, when we put energy and we work hard at it and remain consistent, that's mm-hmm. where our life vision really comes into reality. Right. You were just giving me flashback to university days because I'm an engineering student. I had to book this Okay, well, those hearing you kind of you can't see the camera, but I had a really thick, thick textbook on thermodynamics and everything <laughs> about thermodynamics. And yeah. when you said that, I was like, oh no! But something interesting that maybe a different thought as well, because as, as me being an engineer, I studied that part. Um, that law of thermodynamics that you mentioned about that, yes, you're you're right about that whole everything in the universe tends to, in some form or another, move towards disorder, from order to disorder. Or the other way of looking at it is it's it tends to move from one state to the next most energetic state, right? Um, so maybe another way I'm thinking about it is if you put in energy, you are also allowing yourself to move from one state to another. Yes, you grow. Yeah. You grow. And yeah. this is this is the second law of thermodynamics where, you know, it states that if you look around you, right, Nigesh, yeah. everything, you know, a building that's left isolated and mm-hmm. abandoned, mm-hmm. it will go into destruction. Exactly. Just like your health. If you don't take care of it, if you just let it be, it will degrade and you will go into sickness. Mm. Right? Everything right. from your mobile yeah. phones to the chair that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. So, so I guess the point here is one understanding the cause and effect, the cause and effect thing. Uh, how do you be aware of uh, what you're putting in and what's going to come out the, the other end? And then that whole thermodynamics thing is how would you put in energy to continue to build yourself? Right now, what's the next law after that? Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll share the two pertinent laws. Uh, there are right. 12 uh, laws of the universe. Um, oh, if you wow. can read about it, you know, you can Google and they'll come up and um, I apply them. And I feel that when I apply them in my life mm-hmm. uh, and meditate on them, right. I find that when you live in alignment with the laws of the universe, mm. um, things really happen. You know, you the whole law of correspondence, if you have increased energy, you know, the mm. whole law of attraction, mm. uh, like attracts like, mm. you know, mm. so increased vibration attracts increased vibration. Right. 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 Um, right. Right. And okay. Let's, let's speak on that because uh, we've had conversations before and we did speak about uh, meditation, being intentional, those kind of things. And one thing that struck me in life as we, as I kind of moved along in life is that being intentional, at each point of our life, being intentional of why we're doing certain things. I think things goes back to what you were mentioning before that first thing, law of cause and effect, being very intentional of what you're doing. But why is it so difficult? Because it's a struggle, right? Like most of the days we feel like we're in autopilot. We're kind of like striking off task lists, doing one another and one another, one another. And by the end of the day, this is the general feeling that everyone has. Where did my day go? Right? Mm-hmm. Or if it's a few weeks, wow, where did the month go? Oh, if it's a few years, where did my life go? Why is it so difficult for us to just stop ourselves and be intentional with our life? 
this comes back to our triune brain, you know, right. where we have this three parts brain. Mm. So the lower part is the lizard brain mm. and the lizard brain lives on autopilot, right. uh, on the fight or flight, right. on pain and pleasure. Yeah. So things that, you know, if we're, it's easy, mm. we go for it. Right. If it's comfortable, mm-hmm. we liken to it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and anything that demands attention or commitment, mm-hmm. um, this is where we rely upon our neocortex, mm. right? The most evolved part of our brain, which right. is the PFC, the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. And this is where it's, you know, you have your imagination, your creativity, your mm-hmm. reasoning, your rationality mm-hmm. uh, and imagination. Mm-hmm. So when you use your thinking power, which was so gifted as human beings, mm-hmm. that's where we are able to consciously think and be intentional. There is a science to achievement, Nikesh, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is what I discovered. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to live on autopilot. I used to live life by default Mm -hmm. where, you know, my days are led by whatever, wherever the wind pushes me to. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Whatever events, you know, uh, whatever feelings that crop up. Mm -hmm. Until I realized there was a better way to live. You know, you read about this in books, right? Where people say, you know, I, I feel fulfilled. I thought that was just a far-fetched notion at mm. one point in my mm. life. Mm. Until I studied, I was curious. Mm-hmm. I went on a discovery journey mm-hmm. um, because I have been through a lot in my childhood. Mm. Okay, I was raised by parents who um, were absent. Uh, I was adopted right. uh, when I was 13. My mm-hmm father left me when, uh, all the family, uh, mm-hmm. per se, yes, more exact family at the age of four, mm-hmm. uh, when I was four and I've never seen him again. Right. Um, and this left me with a lot of emotions where I had to find a way to heal myself, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of identity issues. Mm-hmm. I did an okay job. Um, mm-hmm. I had adopted parents who gave me, you know, education and a comfortable home. Mm-hmm. but I had to find my way out spiritually and emotionally. And that's right. where this whole journey of discovery came about. Right. Uh, you know, books led me to um, more books in NLP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I studied uh, cognitive therapy, mm-hmm. uh, neuroscience, neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. And when it came to NLP, I was like, wow, there are literally very effective methods I can use on myself and literally see the transformation pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they were minor, but they were impactful. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, you know what? If I, if I can feel this, this mm-hmm. changes uh, in such a short time, mm-hmm. can you imagine what I can teach others or what, can, what I can do to help others? And that right. led me to certification, three certifications, and then eventually dedicating my life to helping others right. um, achieve fulfillment, right. uh, achieve right. happiness right. at a very deep level. Right. So coming to this whole journey of discovery, uh, being intentional, you know, um, I, I was very glad because my mom uh, introduced me to meditation when I was very young at the age mm. of seven. Oh, okay. So from chanting, I went to uh, silent meditation. Mm-hmm. And this is something I learned from books and from mm-hmm. people like Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. where, you know, when you do it daily and it becomes a habit because it's intentionally, because it's somewhere that you want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I found tremendous growth when I do it daily. That's right. part of my morning ritual. Right. So when I wake up in the morning, it's a glass of warm water and then straight on my meditation mm-hmm. um, carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And from there, you know, I, I do my workout. So I have a ritual where it really sets me up for the day. 
And when you say aligning my day to become intentional and then I schedule. So there is a science to achievement. There's a science to goal setting. There's a science to living your day, being intentional Mm. and maximizing the hours of your waking, Mm. of your waking time. Mm. 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 And so did this start early? Because when you were telling me the story, you're like, I'm also thinking back with what happened in my life as well. Now, each one of us have a, a life colored by our own pencils per se. That's what I like to say, because each pencil kind of has a, a different mind to it and kind of draws a different picture for each person. And it's meaningful in its own way. But the thing is, most of us kind of think of life as, okay, it goes along until something major happens, which kind of shifts us. But from what you were saying, it was you started quite early because you, you mentioned about learning meditation, like very early in life. And that kind of set you through and kind of gave you a pacing as you went through. So my question is more this, like, was there a moment, a pivotal moment that happened or a crucible moment that happened that kind of shifted you towards from having life in autopilot to now actually intentionally designing every component of your life? Or was this something that you gradually as over time, built the layers upon layers upon layers? Mm, it was a series of layers. Right. Yeah. If there is one pivotal moment, um, I think when my marriage ended, I you know, mm-hmm. um, I needed to get myself out from right. a situation where I wasn't happy or comfortable. Right. Um, and honoring my, myself, my inner self and my voice was, was truly, truly crucial. Mm. So, those, that was one of the pivotal moments, but it was a series of layers that I had to uncover mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. change, uh, mm-hmm. and this is where Nigesh, I hope that, you know, I met somebody or I had a mentor uh, or a coach who guided me because right. it was a four year journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a series of uncovering. And uh, if I could accelerate that with a coach, I, you know, that would have made a lot of difference. So is that why like, um, you chose to be, and I like what I saw on your LinkedIn. Yes, I was stalking you because I was kind of thinking, how would I introduce Lisa? I've had, like, as a friend, I've had conversations with you, but how would I introduce? And I saw this word right then. It stuck out right straight at me. Results-driven life coach. That's how you're introducing yourself. Is that, so is this why you went into life coaching? Yes. I, I experience. I cannot even begin to describe um, a 360 change in my life. You know, from a time where I look back in my past, in my childhood and blame things, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would blame my growth or my my lack of success in Mm -hmm. in anything. If I wanted success, uh, the lack of it on my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized, you know, it must be a time that you have to make peace and you Mm -hmm. have to understand why it happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at one point I had a lot of anger towards my father. Right. Because he'd left home, right? Right, right. And my mother mm. for being absent for mm. many years of mm-hmm. my growing years. Mm-hmm. And then it comes a time where you realize on your meditation mat that, you know, you have to forgive. Mm. Because mm. what burden am I carrying in myself, in my heart when I'm the one uh, carrying it and the rest yeah. have no clue? Yeah. And so when you make peace, when you have forgiveness, mm. and I saw the true meaning, the true value of perhaps why my journey Mm. is as it is. Mm. Um, Why I was born into, you know, such circumstances, Mm. there must have been a reason. Mm. So I saw the meaning. I saw, I derived this positive value where 
it got me to be so strong. I mean, as a kid, you, you have to grow up so, so much faster than your peers. Yeah. 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 Uh, resilience was a quality I, I took upon at a very young age mm. because you have to be so strong for yourself. You have to stick mm-hmm. up for yourself because no one else, no one else, no one else there is going to do that. And, uh, yeah. And, and this gave me the, the meaning where it all happened because, um, look at all the positive things I've gained. I know mm. I, I, and and the amount of transformation I had to go through. And from those transformation, now I'm having the life that I, I love. Mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled. I feel at peace. I feel so incredibly happy every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to impart that and impact others. Um, it's also a, a great calling, uh, a great satisfaction and mm-hmm. gives me complete fulfillment in my job, right. in my work. Right. Hearing you say this kind of brings me to a thought as well, where, you know, we, we all kind of are in, this is why I love that movie in uh, pursuit of happiness. So like we are, we are co- constantly in pursuit of this perceived perfect happiness kind of thing. And when I, when I think back about even my life as well, it's, you're right. It's not a particular event. It's a sequence of events, a sequence of different things that has happened, that has built. And the other thing you mentioned there, and maybe for others who may be thinking that, Oh, meditation. Uh, does that mean I've got to do exactly that? Uh, maybe a different way of thinking about it is this meditation is a method that really helps calm you because it allows you to actually think it allows you space to think, but if you're afraid to jump into it, actually having the time to think is important as well. We rush so much. We rush so much in our lives because we feel that for some, I don't know. I really do not know why, like we feel like life is going to get away from us. That, that whole YOLO thing, that life is really going to get away from us. But actually, you really only start living when you kind of slow down that clock a little bit. You give space for yourself to kind of think, kind of go through thoughts, kind of understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling right now. And also cutting yourself some slack. And this is, this is where that uh, word self-compassion comes in you give yourself some compassion to know that, look, I am not going to be perfect all the time. Life is going to throw things at me and I don't know when that's going to happen. And that's the fun in life as well. But what I can do is experience it, take the time to experience it. Because if I don't, then it's like as if a, I'm a bull running towards a wall and I'll get stuck in the wall. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a nice thing that you, you said right there that like, if anything, the best thing that any one of us can do for our lives actually is stop chasing, stop chasing it, but slow down a little, slow down a little and practices like meditation. If you can put that into your life kind of helps you with that process of slowing down because sometimes you just don't know how else to do it. We're so busy running this whole hamster wheel. You know, especially if you have a family, mm. your parent, and there is a time for human, for the soul mm. to pause, mm. you know, and that pause could be meditation, could be a walk in the park, mm. could be a walk in nature, could be doing something, you know, just drinking coffee mm. uh, outside, you know, favorite beverage in a place that you love. Mm. And that pause is just so important, just so vital for us to reflect because mm. that's where we grow spiritually. And when I talk about spiritually, it's not religion. Yeah. It's your existence. What's your purpose uh, on earth? Why are you here? What's the deep meaning of your life? 
Right. Right. And the other part, you know, where you're saying that, you know, having being intentional and meditation is a tool. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I want to bring back to the episode where just before I, I've completed my marriage, when I walked mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. I had this separation time where in my room, my bedroom, on my bedroom wall mm-hmm. was this big piece of three feet by three feet white paper mm-hmm. where I put on the list of all I wanted to become. Oh, okay. And what, what kind of life I wanted to live, uh, to live five years from now. Right. Cause I was so tired and so fed up with the life and the person I was. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I took a picture and two years ago, um, someone sent me that picture because they were in my place uh, on my birthday, just to remind me. Mm-hmm. And it really brought tears because, you know, I look at this picture now and I really am living all this wow. that I've written down. And so, you know, Nigesh, mm. when you talk about getting clarity on your life vision, mm. when you put down in words what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and you live it every day, you manifest it. Mm. Mm. You know, you're literally conditioning, instructing your nervous system mm-hmm. and your subconscious mm. And putting energy, if you are, you know, committed to that, to mm. those goals, mm. eventually it's going to become reality. Right. So right. what I do now is not, I understood something deeper as well. Mm. For us, a lot of times when we set goals, fulfillment, mm-hmm. we think that, oh, a fulfilling life will only happen when we are this weight mm. or this physique, how mm. we look like, mm. or having this amount of money in our bank account. Mm. Or when we achieve this great relationship with our spouse, you know, when Mm. we are here holiday, Mm. or when we have this great house, Mm. it's not. Mm. Fulfillment goals, you start them today. You can. Right. And there's a science to it, a technique to it. And that's where I I hope to impart and impact with uh, Be Fulfilled, this program that I have rolled out Mm. to help people live the life that they want to live and be the person they want to become. Right, right. And we're going to come to that in a bit. But there's a few things you mentioned there which kind of peaks it in thoughts in my head. Uh, one is that hamster wheel an analogy that you gave. Yes. Actually, thinking about it right now, being now we are here, COVID time, we're all in lockdown, that kind of thing. If anything, this kind of proved to us exactly how a hamster wheel of a life that we kind of choose for ourselves if we do not intentionally do things. Because people keep using that word every day feels like a groundhog day right now because there's no separation. You're doing things like in repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And we kind of didn't appreciate it. I think even for myself, I kind of found myself having a better appreciation on certain things like getting stuck in the jam. (laughs) Oddly enough, getting stuck in traffic. I started appreciating that because I realized those were the times where I was in my own thoughts in a way, though I was not sitting down on a mat and breathing and all that and meditating, but that was sort of a meditation-like moment because I'm so in doubt. I'm Yes, I'm driving, but I'm like letting myself process thoughts. And that were time that I had, the time to actually know that, okay, I'm intentionally going to work and I'm coming back from work. And when I come back from work, I know, okay, I'm back home. Time to relax. Even those kind of things, right? So now that we're here, 
I think one thing, uh, because you sparked this thought in my head and for those listening out there, I know the world is a little crazy right now. Mm. And yeah, you may feel like as if every day seems like a groundhog day, but think of it this way, where we didn't appreciate enough the moments that we had. So maybe that's something we should do. And that leads on to the other thought I had when you mentioned about, you know, um, we think of a fulfilling life is when we reach a particular target or number that we have. And this is something interesting for myself as well. So to break that, uh, that feeling of it's like a groundhog day, I kind of also wanted to get healthy, healthier because I kind of let my, my health slide a little bit. I'm, I'm generally a person who likes fitness a lot. And I thought, okay, what if I started putting in, um, like I work out three times a day. So I put in that workouts in between my day. It's not because I want to become like this weight or this weight or this weight. I generally just want to be fit. But the effect of it is because I have these cuts in the middle of the day, it kind of breaks that cycle for me. It doesn't make me feel like, okay, I'm just grinding through the day. That allows me to actually, the time to think, the time to just have moments with my own body rather than just sitting down and interacting with the screen. So, so I think it's, people should not just go after a target number. Do the thing that you feel you want to do because it just adds value to your life. It adds benefit to your life. And you will start seeing that it adds quite a few uh, different, really uplifting things to yourself. Um, so Sashi, actually, I, I've got to say this, Sashi is our producer. He's in the back there. He's been sending us messages to actually tell us a few <laughs> things. I want to say it out in a bit, but uh, he sent one right now. Mama Gandhi quote, there is more to life than increasing its speed. Very nice. Very nice, Shashi. Very nice. So speaking of that, O-peak life, right? Am I saying it right? O-peak life. Life. Yes. Okay. So why w- did you start that? Because you're, you're one of the founders, you're the life coach there. Why did you start O-Peak Life? As I said, you know, after going through so much in life, I felt mm-hmm. immense gratitude. I felt, I felt so grateful. Mm-hmm. And when I was learning um, and doing my certification, I wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. I spent about 17 years. I was a former anchor at ESPN and I spent 17 years in television. I was hosting for various regional and terrestrial channels um, and doing over 25 different shows. Mm. I mean, life was good. I was traveling, I was meeting people and it was very satisfying, but there was also something missing and I Mm. felt it. Um, And I wanted my life to have more meaning for me. Mm. It was important. Mm. And I wanted to give back and, you know, I just one thing leads to another. I didn't have a plan, but I just knew there was something I wanted to give back. And when I did this, this when I experienced this transformation, I thought, you know, what better way to give back than your experiences and your knowledge and your, you know, your wisdom and, and sharing them. And I have coached now coaches from different continents in the world and I've seen them transform. I've seen their testimonials and what they say. Um, it's very gratifying. It's very gratifying to see someone change and experience life at a highest level to experience so many good emotions and happy and, and living the life that they really want, you know, uh, relationships improve, uh, careers improve a doctor, uh, who is a coach of mine. I just had a promotion. Uh, so 
it, it's just unbelievable. I, I never knew. I mean, this all this when I was young. I, I mm. wish someone told me right. because then I would have accelerated my growth. Yeah. So you know, and and when you have this, um, I think it's only right. It's only right to share and impact others, and that's where Opic Life came into into being. Mm. Uh, so I do transformation coaching uh, with the tools. Um, and Be Fulfilled is an immensely important program of mine where I discovered after spending, again, my next acceleration, my next growth, mm. um, was now looking at all the important categories of life. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Because right. I was experiencing growth in one area, um, mm. say my career, but at the expense of my health. Mm. And then another, you know, at the expense of my relationships. Right. So I see this, this pattern in others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after learning from so many other people like Tony Robbins, um, Brendan Bouchard, mm-hmm. uh, Oprah, mm-hmm. you really look at life on a holistic manner mm-hmm. from various perspectives. And you know that life is not just work. Mm-hmm. It is not just, you know, for health buffs, it is not just your health. Mm-hmm. You know, there are relationships, there are people who also bring tremendous meaning and happiness into your life. Mm-hmm. So getting a, a real good understanding and clarity in all the aspects of life and mm-hmm. all the important categories. And then having, as you say, intentions, mm-hmm. goals that you want to achieve. And as I say, when you think of something and it becomes your thought pattern, a habitual thought pattern, you manifest it. Right. Right. So you're instructing again, you know, you're, you're commanding your neurology. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I will, I will delve into the program. It, it's super fulfilling, isn't it? And when you do things like this, when you start sharing back to people, when you're just doing it for the, for the sake of just, you want to spread that energy, you're not expecting anything in return. Um, sure. If it's, it gives you a living great, but actually the intention is just to share, right? It's um, to share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and grow. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, Nigesh, that, you know, for me, um, financial security, financial success is also a big goal of mine. And it's part of the Be Fulfilled program, mm-hmm. where it's also part of your life category. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have this uh, belief that because it's so noble, mm-hmm. and if it's a spiritual path, then perhaps you should not be accepting money or lots of money. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, where I see the valuation of, of trade, you know, you're mm-hmm. trading mm-hmm. your gift, your, your talent and you're helping someone else. Mm. So the more value I add to, to who I am, to my talent, to my work, mm. the more I can command, you know, the more I can impact and the more mm. I can lead towards my fulfillment of my financial goals. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't see wealth building. I don't see financial goals as, as something that's, that is, evil or greed or, Mm. you know, any of the low feelings. It's something that I attune to Mm, where mm. I am adding value to myself and my talents and my contributions to others. Mm. And it's only fair in that trading, in the trading world that you command back, you know? So so odd that you're saying that because I was about to ask you this question and you somehow... I don't know if you're reading my you. mind or something like that, or we are aligned <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's that, it's that odd feeling of weird guilt, right? Which is like, even you yourself, leave aside somebody else looking at you. Uh, you just mentioned like, okay, you're, you're doing a trade, which, for, which kind of empowers people's life. Um, 
there's this this notion that oh you should give it away for free kind of thing but we have oddly and i felt this for myself as well and maybe it could be outside of factors affecting how you see it guilt in different parts of our lives right um whether it is yes the trait that you do because it's seen as altruistic you feel a sense of guilt to want to actually make it into a life trade that's one or um in my case i love the work i do i love the work i do i spend a lot of time my work but i do or i have felt guilt on why am i spending so much time on this am i missing out on something else here um or others have made me feel why are you spending so much time on work and i felt so unhinged from my life because the sense of guilt was weighing down and for me i started noticing when i i started removing that sense of guilt from it and understanding no there's no reason for me to feel guilty is this fulfilling me yes it is is it making me happy yes it is but the one question i have and perhaps this is me to you asking us personally because i want to know is it to strike a balance in every portion in your life or is it to strike an understanding of what fulfills you and maybe you will you only have x amount of time in a day you will kind of give up some things but as long as you fully understand what energizes you what fulfills you and you do that that's your path to a more fulfilled life yes so there is two parts to this i mean first thing i want to just clarify that i do things also pro bono because no. out of my love no. um and out of my passion mm. to help um and when it comes to what you say as fulfillment because you know without the feeling of guilt mm. as long as you know that you you play the part where you have your roles okay mm-hmm. you are a father mm-hmm. uh, you're a husband you know you want to i suppose in you you want to have you know a happy family you know a a a very happy wife because you mm-hmm. know she's happy you are happy mm-hmm. uh, your kids are happy and and if those important areas of your life are taken care of and you know that you have done mm-hmm. in your own blueprint yeah mm-hmm. okay to your own terms that you have done your very best to make the people around you that really matters to you mm. happy and you have done your responsibility because you you are responsible mm. and the other areas where you know you, you feel fulfilled you must feel fulfilled when you play the role of a dad fulfilling mm. you mm. must feel fulfilled when you know that your wife is so happy mm. uh, in your love relationship with mm. her mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. same thing goes if you are doing your work and you feel fulfilled do more of it right but know that the other parts are also taken care of you know right. there's a balance right yeah and the whole thing about emotions is that when you and this is where i we're not taught in school right uh we're not mostly taught about uh, from our parents because you know most parents aren't conscious about this themselves mm-hmm. so they they teach us to the best of their abilities yeah um so when it comes to you know what makes us happy is when you feel good after doing something mm-hmm. and you recognize you pause for a moment and go hey mm. this makes me feel good right right i'm going to do more of it If I walk out, you know, if I take a stroll in the garden and it makes me feel good. Mm. If I have a sip, uh, if I'm enjoying my beverage outdoors and I feel good, I just want to do more of it because that's mm. a recipe for those emotions. Right. And it's about reprogramming and conditioning your body. Right. Okay. Okay. I get you there. And 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 I think you've been also mentioning quite a few like keywords I'm catching that like blueprint and 
the program you had at Opic. So I'm going to ask you this question right now. So I remember a conversation we had and I, I, I have that image in my head because I was on the phone with you. We're talking, I was actually outside the house walking on my sort of veranda and talking to you about it. And I was very intrigued at that point when you were talking about this, you had um, a method that you use or the method that you are actually helping others with when you do this coaching with others, there is a method that you use to actually help people start designing their life. I want to kind of explore that a little bit. So if you could, what, what is this method or what are the, the steps that you kind of introduce to people? Okay. So this, um, I call it my, my fulfill, uh, the be fulfill program. Mm-hmm. So be fulfill is a, a life development coaching program, mm-hmm. uh, biopic life mm-hmm. where I help you design and live your best life. Right. Okay. So if you have questions like, you know, do you believe that the future can be better than what you have now. If you have the feeling that um, you're living life where the wind knocks you to, um, and you're led by, by where it leads you to, mm. instead of taking charge of their life, uh, being the driver's seat, mm. you know? If you live life by discovering, uh, do you want to discover your fullest potential uh, and live this to the best of your abilities? Mm-hmm. Do you have the thought where if you live to your 85-year-old self mm. and you look back, in that time, would you no, look back? No, would, you, <laughs> would, would you look back with regrets? Right. 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 So this is where the Be Fulfill program um, comes about. Mm-hmm. So there are two parts to this program where in the first part, um, I help you, you know, we design, we get clarity on what you want in all the trilogies. Trilogies. Of the, trilogies oh, of the program. Okay. Okay, so the first part is getting clarity, right. what you want, because a lot of people may not have a good idea mm. of what they want. Say, for example, in the area of health and fitness. Mm. Okay, I just want to be healthy. But what, is, what, what healthy means to you? Is that more vitality? Is that more energy when you show up at work? Mm. Is that more energy when you are able to play with your children? Mm. Okay, mm. Is, it, is that because you will feel more attractive to your spouse? Mm. Okay. Mm. Is that because you feel like uh, on a spiritual level, you are gifted with this amazing body, right? Right. Which functions on every level. You just, you have this tremendous appreciation and gratitude that Mm. you just want to take care of it. Mm. Okay. So we, once you get clear on your purpose, okay. Mm. On that vision and knowing your purpose, then we go into a strategy to get from where you are right now to where you want to go. Mm. And that action plan also comes up with uh, uh, a signs of goal achievement. Mm. Signs of goal achievement. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. On how to ensure that you truly live life that you envision. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So the trilogy, uh, if I break down, is that the first part is character. So there's mm. the trilogy, uh, it comprises three areas as trilogy mm-hmm. mean. So the first part is the self, Mm. okay? Where you, if you infuse energy into all areas of yourself Mm -hmm. and in the self, we have character, Mm -hmm. health and fitness, Mm -hmm. emotional life, Mm -hmm. intellectual life, and your spiritual life. Right. Okay? Okay. And then the second part of the trilogy is your quality of life. And that is your career. Right. Your financial life. And the pleasures of life. The pleasures of life will be the adventures, mm. 
the house you want to own, the mm-hmm. car you envisage, mm-hmm. uh, the holidays, um, the, advent, uh, the, the, the travels. Right. And then the last part of the trilogy, this is your relationship, mm-hmm. the roles that you play in relation to others. Mm. So parenting, your love relationship, your friendships, mm-hmm. and your leadership. Mm. Okay. So the whole thing about the trilogy is that the first part, when you take care of the first part and you live to your own blueprint, mm-hmm. where again, you know, we all have the immense capacity to make our own choices. Right. Right. We are all captains of our own ship. Mm-hmm. We're all drivers of our own life. Mm-hmm. So when we claim who we are and make those choices based on what we want, knowing that we have the power to do so, the other areas are pretty much taken care of that mm-hmm. like you can drive now the quality of your life mm-hmm. because when you are, you know, you are, you are infused with quality and, and vitality in all of yourself, mm-hmm. then you're able to bring the best of you into your career mm-hmm. and grow your wealth in your mm-hmm. financial life right. and own the pleasures of life, you know, right. the qualities and the holidays and, and then have better relationships. Mm. You're going to show up better in your love relationship, you know, in your work, mm. in your friendships mm-hmm. and be able to lead others with influence. Right. Right. So, you know, very curious you're saying that, and it's interesting. It, it, it builds people through this, this, this few stages. And, and one thing that's striking out at me is there are some things mentioned there that most of the time people would say that that's not part of building a good life. A good life is supposed to be me successful, me contributing to other people, that kind of thing. A few things that you mentioned that one is pleasure, right? That pleasure, which is in there. And I think we forget that. And again, going back to the whole guilty thing, but guilty to even do things that we feel pleasure about because we feel that's fun time and that's not time for being serious. Um, other things you mentioned about like relationships, with others as well. Again, we, we kind of forget that connection. We are social animals. We kind of forget that connection. And you said something so striking over there about like, um, when you set a goal, right. Or when you set clarity, sorry, not a goal, a clarity on something, that whole fitness thing. Very interesting. Interestingly, you said that a goal can be, yes, I want to look good for my partner. Nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Nothing wrong with that at all. Some people may say it's superficial, but Hey, if you want to look good for your partner, your partner is going to like it. And that that's pretty good by itself. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to ask you this because you probably took a lot of time and you were saying that this has been lifelong, right? A lifelong journey that you've, you've gone through and you've built this program for people now as a framework to actually help others. I just want to ask, was there, maybe this is hard because everybody's story is going to be a good story, but was there a story of somebody that you interacted with that you could probably share with us that kind of gave you that warm feeling that, yeah, this is it. This is right. This is the right way to do it. This is really helping somebody. I don't remember like physically interacting every book Mm. that I've read. Kiss you, you know, when you come across something, even a phrase or a paragraph, yep. and it stirs something in you because there is deep meaning, mm-hmm. it gives me goosebumps. Right. Because I know something has touched me. Right. Something has really widened my insights, given me perspective. 
mm-hmm. and really change how I look at things. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that most of us aren't aware of mm-hmm. and we don't pause long enough to go, okay, wow, aha. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to look at my life differently because now this new belief that I can adopt from this person mm-hmm. is not going to change how I have always looked at life or have right. always looked at this incident. Right, right. I, I, I can yeah. tell you one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're saying, has there been one person, um, people I come in contact with affect me in different ways. Right. You know, I, I, I met, um, yeah, Roshan and, mm. you know, at the gym mm. and, you know, he, he has his own impact, you know, the way he's so passionate mm. about leadership. Mm-hmm. And he gave me two books, you know, mm-hmm. um, one of the, one of the very first few meetings. Mm-hmm. And I was just so touched because I'm like, wow, this guy, and he wears his own company t-shirt with the, with the emblem and the tagline yeah. to the yeah. gym, you know, and yeah. that shows commitment that shows not a true leadership quality, mm-hmm. uh, that you're very proud of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, different people impact you differently. And I learned from this. I really learned to open my eyes and my ears and my heart to mm-hmm. really, to really receive this, this knowledge, this mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about, uh, I want to just share one book that really, that really helped me. Um, mm-hmm. It's Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. Viktor Frankl, Man's Man as an M-E-N, Search for Meaning. Yes. Right. And he wrote, he's a, a Holocaust survivor who lost right. his, most of his family, his parents, mm. his mm. pregnant wife, and his mm. brother mm. at the concentration camp. Mm. And he barely survived. Mm. Um, but he was, uh, he's passed on. Um, mm-hmm. He was a psychologist mm-hmm. and he used his skills to help others uh, at the concentration camp. And when he survived it, he, you know, he became a professor, a renowned one um, at a university and wrote books. And this was uh, one of his biggest uh, mm-hmm. bestseller. Right. So Man's Search for Meaning. And, you know, you talk about being in the most horrible circumstances, right? Mm. And for Victor, uh, it's the ability to still find meaning and to still find goodness Mm -hmm. and compassion Mm -hmm. and forgiveness. And it really makes you look at your life and go like, okay, you know, what I encountered, even if I, you know, on a day-to-day basis, if if I'm late for 10 minutes to a meeting, you know, and I stress all over, <laughs> mm. or I get angry at someone's mistake, you know, you really put things into perspective. And so, you know, how somebody's story, how one book can really shift your focus. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I, I know we're, we're sort of like, I'm getting cues uh, from Shashi right now that we gotta, we kind of wrap things up. But I, something you said there, which kind of like brought this to our mind, to my mind as well. Like, these kind of stories gives you perspective. And I think that's the word we need to use perspective versus mm-hmm. comparison. Because when you start comparing is when you kind of belittle yourself as well. And you said something there where, you know, when you read it, when there's a book that really moves you, you feel that goosebumps and all that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like most of the time when we go through something, when we feel good about something, what we tend to do is, yes, I want to continue that feeling, but we do not stop to ask why, why do we feel good about it? What is causing me to feel good about it? That clarity that you mentioned before, right? And this goes back to what I was mentioning uh, about that whole belittling or comparison instead of perspective. 
when you start looking at it from that point, you start seeing the perspective of why is it difficult for you? Because everyone has different levels of how they experience different things. So something may be difficult to one person, which will not be difficult for another person, but that does not mean that you're any lesser than the other person. It just means you have a very different like makeup and you need to understand why those things are causing. And I think that is a, a great insight that, that from what you were saying just came out of me. Like, and this is a classic moment, right? This is a classic moment of exactly everything you were <laughs> saying, where if you take the time to listen, stop, think in yourself, by yourself, you will start connecting the dots of things that you've experienced. And it gives you that, like you said, aha moment gives yes. you that aha moment. And yes. what you mentioned about uh, the, the program that you have actually, I'm super interested about it and probably we'll have more conversations about it because it's, it's, it gives you, I would say a balanced framework. And that's, that's interesting. A balanced framework versus a, I'm going to be awesome framework, but it's a balanced <laughs> framework, which I think it's what we all need a lot more right now. And yes, Shashi is reminding us again, but there's quotes that he's giving us. Ah, from Tony Robin. You don't have to have a reason to feel good. You're alive. You can feel good for no reason at all. There you go. There you go. I, I think there we should go. next time kind of bring him on and like get him to talk because he's got like all these quotes that are coming out right now. And, and he's, he, he's got a lot of wisdom, you know, and, and inspiration. Yeah, indeed. And he also kind of uh, alerted me on the whole um, earlier in the show when uh, Lisa was talking about the laws, the 12 laws of the universe. So let me just run through that actually for everybody. But like Lisa mentioned, we actually urge you go to go read it. Actually, it'll, it'll help you out a lot. The law of divine oneness, the law of vibration, the law of correspondence, the law of attraction, the law of inspired action, the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Whoa, I think that's the thermodynamic one. The law of cause and effect, the law of compens compensation, the law of relativity, the law of rhythm, the law of gender. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. So, yep. Uh, so it's called the 12 laws of the universe. Go read that. And he says something. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not going to read this one out. It's actually Seth Godin on the, the lizard brain thing. Yeah. Seth Godin. The, tri the trying brain? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently that reminded him of the movie, The Love Guru. But this one I'm going <laughs> to, this one I'm going to read out because this is a good quote here. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you will fall into someone else's plan. Hmm. And guess what? They have planned for you. Not much, not much. And this was from the late Jim Rohn. Ah, okay. Jim Rohn. Yes, I, I do know who he is. Um, an American entrepreneur, author, and motivational speaker. So some good notes there. And thank you, Shashi. Thanks for joining the show via the chat. And Lisa, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this. And honestly, I remember that the first time I met you at the uh, coffee shop in Jalangasim. Uh, you, by the way, you know, you introduced me to that shop. I went there like about four more times after that because oh. I just love the space. I just love how it's set up. I just love that 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 emotion I get there. So uh, thank you for the recommendation. But I remember that time itself, the conversations that we had was very similar to this kind of a conversation, which can go on and on. And perhaps there'll be another time that we can do that. But for now, I want to tell thank you so much 
to you. And for everybody who's listening, um, Lisa, of course, you can check out what she's doing as a coach and as a trainer at Opeak Life. And the way you spell that is O-P-E-A-K-L-I-F-E. And also, Lisa's got a new show that she's doing. And if I'm not mistaken, it's every, it should be every Tuesday, 9 p.m., right? Yes, every Tuesday, 9 p.m., the show is called Breakthrough, right? The show is called Breakthrough. The first episode just at this um, depending on when this episode is going to come out, but it aired on the 17th, all right? It's a fortnightly show, sorry. It's a fortnightly show. It aired on the 17th. Go check it out. It's available. Um, you can actually drop by uh, any one of Lisa's portals. It'll be there. And if that's the show you like, follow it because the idea is to find, if I'm saying, it, saying this right, Lisa, the idea is to find breakthrough for yourself in your life from different perspectives of different people and different leaders around the world, right? Yes, yes. It's to gain perspective, it's to have a breakthrough and to live, to hopefully gain the mindsets of successful individuals. Great. Awesome. So do check that out. Breakthrough every fortnightly. The first episode was added on the 17th. You can check out that episode on all of Lisa's portal. And the next one is two weeks from now. It has a 9 p.m. Malaysian time. All right. So thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope to have you again on a different topic, on a different episode. And we'll catch you real soon. Hope that was a good lesson for all of you and looking forward to having you with us in the next episode released every Friday. Talk to me is brought to you by Nicole. It's a learning experience platform that brings you AI powered personal and contextual learning with expert curated curriculum and communities that allows any customized blended learning solutions all in one app. The team at Nicole aims to provide a tool for everyone to choose as well as accelerate their skills, growth, career, and future. So we invite you to join us. Check out nickel.app to find out more and let's Nicole.